Reynolds forthrightly addresses this problem and claims that the scale of the slaughter unleashed by Osama bin Laden makes his acts different in kind from John Brown's. But this does lead one to wonder what Brown might have done if he had jet airliners at his disposal. 9-11. John Brown's body lies already in the grave. John Brown's body lies I uh, I recently listened through an epi- uh, uh, like an audiobook of of Sean Wilentz's The Politicians and the Egalitarians because I wanted to learn a little more about American democracy and uh, it was a train wreck um, and by 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 the point he got to a chapter on John Brown he explicitly claimed that if John Brown had had access to a jetliner, he would have done 9-11. No, no! <laughs> a full, real academic uh, historian. So, so I think what, what, what we're, we're saying here is that we should have give, given John Brown a tank so that he could have taken Harpers Ferry. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm getting. I would have given him and his, uh, his whole pack of people, just like all of them, just a fucking, like... All like a crate of like you know, artillery shells and like they were, they would have all had AR-15s. They would have been able to like they would have been able to like double tap like a yeah. Confederate soldier from three miles out. Yeah, they like would a be like a twenty first century tactical unit, like in the nineteenth century, just like completely sweeping the nation. He would have had like uh, John Brown would have been like outfitted with like the same. The same tactical body armor that the guys in the, um, the, what is it, the West Hollywood shooting, the same shit they wore, so that, like, it took hours to, like, chip away at their armor with, like, fucking Berettas. This would yeah. be the ideal, the ideal scenario. Yeah, he, he just, it was just a bad book, man. I, I, I don't understand. You told us there, you told us there was a whole section about Lincoln not being gay. Oh, that I, was my favorite part. Yeah, I swear he's... Lincoln's not gay. <laughs> He can't be. Once he once he got to Lincoln, I was like, okay, all right. You know, it's a liberal talking about another liberal, and you know, it was like some pretty decent history. And then he went on like is an audiobook. So it was like a twenty minute diatribe, um, where he was like responding to some shoddy pop history book that had made a claim that Abraham Lincoln might have been gay, and it was. You know, not a great claim. Like, it was not backed up very well or whatever. But Wilentz felt it necessary in his political history book about democracy in America, felt it necessary to spend, like, 20 minutes being like, here's how we know for a fact that Lincoln was not gay. What what if if Abraham Lincoln was gay? Like, why would you... In your academic, like your academic history of democ- of like popular democracy in the United States, why is this the thing that you chose choose to focus on? Like you, you, you this is not considered like a like a valid academic claim by anyone else. Why are you going to even like give it the dignity of addressing it? Like Just it's don't. not something that is like held by a lot of people. It's <laughs> not like. You know, I didn't go into that book with like a long, like it also went on a long diatribe about, you know, Sally Hemings and, and uh, Jefferson. And it's like, oh, you yeah. know, I, and he has, regardless he has of my feelings on, the... on that, I just like, I'm like, this is not what I came to this book for. <laughs> like, he wants like, to let you, he, want, he wants to let you know Thomas Jefferson was not a rapist. Did not do rape. It's like, 
Now, you know, now for you, the listeners, however, however uh, uh, he he was though. Yeah, he pr- he probably was. Like no, he was. Don't he say was. probably. He was. You know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent was. Fuck Sean Lentz. But I'm just, I just like, you know, if you want to like, because he's trying to pull the Democratic tradition out of Jefferson, and I get that, and like, there's some stuff about Jefferson, like Jeffersonian democracy, that you can pull out. You don't have to lie, or not lie. Oh but you don't have God. to like get into this shit. You you could just say uh, he probably did some fucked up stuff, and here's also this. Well, and we'll Josiah, move on. you know, <laughs> like what I would it's say a to that history. is. Of course, you know, he's trying to pull out uh, some stuff from Jefferson because it's clear that Jefferson never did. No, 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 no. I want our record that Phil was about to make a joke about child rape. No, I didn't mean it. That's what you were about to do, wasn't it? I'm saying he's a very bad man. damning. Anyway. I'm saying he's a very bad man. Uh, Did you have something you wanted to throw in the cold open? I did. I I have something I want to talk about. So uh, we we talked about the Supreme Court rulings about Roe v. Wade uh, last week. Yeah. Did we get any hate mail? Did uh, we get any hate mail? Did somebody try to mail us a nail bomb or something like pro-lifers used to do? No, no. And neither did did uh, any of us get get shot in our in one of our churches. Yeah. So, so you had some pretty interesting stuff kind of emerge from that. I made a joke uh, about calling Clarence Thomas a a house negro. Oh no! Oh, uh-huh. it's this lady. It's oh, this no. fucking lady. I I made that joke. I've made that joke. I've made that comment multiple times, and I'm going to continue to make that comment because he is now. The reason that I can say that is because I'm black. That that's the pretty long. What? Story. Wait, Jackal, you're I, I can black? I can make these kinds of yeah. I, you know what? Yeah, I am actually. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, I the longest short of it, pretty much, is is that for particularly racialized insults like that, that are usually calling someone a, a house a house slave a house negro. Yeah. Um, when you're referring to the board, Uncle Tom, like when you are referring to them, that it is a insult to them being. A, like a traitor, a conservative, like that. That's wh- why that that term is used the way that it is. So because of like that's a comment that like if one of you said that, I would have a problem with. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Because that would that's not... racially charged. Obviously. Yes, it is. The comment is by its definition a very racially charged comment. So, um, a lot of people <laughs> were sharing around, and this is also I saw this on Black Twitter a lot too. Black, I saw this on Black Twitter. I even saw Samuel Jackson posted about it. Was uh, I'm assuming everyone here is familiar with the movie Django Unchained. Oh, oh yeah. You remember Samuel L. Jackson's character from Django Unchained? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Do you uh, have have either of you watched the Boondocks? Yes, yes. I've watched the. You know the Uncle Ruckus. Yes. yes. Who is directly a comment on like the Uncle Tom. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that, like, Uncle Ruckus has evolved into another term that you use to call a person like that. I need to watch more Boondocks. Wow, I, boondocks. I can't believe we have, um, uh, isn't the white man science, uh, so... Where are you going with that? <laughs> like, where are you going? Where, where are we going with that? Where, 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 where are you leading with this? No, it was, uh, I was gonna quote the Uncle Ruckus, where, like, where he, like, he gets a note in the mail about his genetic lineage, and he's like, ah, yes, the white man's science... So advanced. <laughs> We've advanced the conversation so much. Anyway, anyway, anyway. 
Apparently so, not a Boondocks fan enough to have got your reference, Phil, and I apologize. I, do you do you know that the episode where Uncle Ruckus was in a coma and he went to to White Heaven? Oh God, I love White Heaven. <laughs> Fucking and Reagan is his guardian and then, angel. Like he, they turn, he gets he gets to turn him white. He turns Uncle Ruckus white, and then it ends with him saying, "Praise White God." Praise White God. <laughs> Praise White God. <laughs> God. Uh, anyway, so, anyway, anyway. So that 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 whole you're familiar with those two. So someone decided who has a who has the hammered sickle, the red the red flag, the black flag. Oh and, boy, here we go a, again. Uh, a uh, a rose uh, emoji. In her You've problem. never seen a shitty take come from those before. So this person, if you check my Twitter, um, you'll you'll see this. This debacle that happened as me and my black mutuals were perplexed by the doubling down that happened. But this <laughs> this woman um, posted a meme of the that office meme of uh, corporate needs you to find the difference between these two pictures. They're the same picture. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was yeah. I've seen it's the of Uncle Ruckus and uh, um, Samuel Jackson's character. I'm forgetting his name from Jango Unchained. The character's name. Yeah, yeah. But you, I, you know yeah. the character. Yeah, now. you know the guy. It's a it's a picture of of uh of him and Uncle Ruckus, and then a picture of Clarence Summits. Find the difference between these two pictures. Uh, they're the same picture. That's the me. Now, if this was coming from a black person, it would be. Or if I posted something, if a black person posted this meme, which there were memes like this posted around on Black Twitter, that's fine. That's funny. Even I I agree with it. Like I I made comments about yeah, uh, and I I will continue to make comments that uh Clarence Thomas will will. Will to own the limb, the limbs. Um, he'll he'll he's gonna put himself back in slavery because like a ju- there's some ju- judicial issues behind this. He, he's <laughs> gonna like have to get divorced because his marriage is gonna be illegal. Um, well, because... fellas, have you ever considered that um in a in originalist framework of the uh, of the uh, Constitution, <laughs> uh, everyone's a fucking racist and we don't have rights. He will he will willingly put himself as as three fifths of a person, uh, to to and I can make these comments because I'm black. Do you want to know the issue behind what 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 she posted? <laughs> Why she, she posted white. that? Do you want to know? She's a white woman. She's yeah, white. That sounds like it. White. 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 <laughs> I love that now that you have a new microphone, you can do that in HD. White. Wait, 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 Jekyll! I have to do the little. I have to do the little like you song don't. where it's like it's no, a bad no, day no, for no. a white woman. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's so that's that's yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah. That's good. So obviously there were a ton of people, both white <laughs> and black, that found issue with this. Oh, I was one of them. I I was like right on that shit. I was playing EU four, but what uh what now that shows what kind of ally you are, Josiah. Uh. Forming revolutionary Austria. Thank you very much. You you were you got that yeah you you formed revolutionary uh, Austria, but you could have back up. You could have back up the black man. Where, 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 where were you for the where were you for the black man in our in our struggle against this this insane white woman? <laughs> so she decided that actually no, I'm not in fact going to listen to all of the people saying hey. You probably shouldn't have posted this. This is not a great look. You're not black. You can't say these things about about uh, a black person, regardless hey, of their politics. There's, and this is something that evidently she decided, no, I am not going to move from this. I'm going to copy-paste the same answer that I've been saying multiple times. I'm actually going to 
change the I'm going to make it the only my mutuals can can talk to me <laughs> on that post so that I can silence the other black people that are coming in and saying, hey, you shouldn't post that. That's pretty bad. So I I saw this and I said, hey, you should post this like we can insult Thomas for like this all we yeah, want. But yeah. But you can, there are other ways, there are entirely different ways of calling Clarence Thomas what, what a piece of, of human garbage he is without going to highly racialized epithets um, that you as, because of what, what you are, you cannot say. Um, and secondly, like, uh, there's how many other justices voted to overturn Roe and you're like only aiming at the black guy? That's a little telling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I said all of this, uh, and she made like a, a comment that like, yeah, uh, she said like Clarence Thomas's actions are harmful are harmful to, uh, to like the to like the black to the black community, which is, which is again, no one that was saying to her that like, yeah, you should say this was saying that she's wrong about yeah. that. I certainly not I. Yes, that's true, but that's not what we're talking about. That's not right. what's being. That's not the issue here. Yeah, and so she decided that she was going to comment um the worst of all possible gonna, things to do she was she she evidently saw my post and she decided that she was going to comment saying it's about the system a person enables promotes or upholds oh, racism no. slash yes. white supremacy is systemic institutionalized bro, structural bro, it's about it's how Hobbit holds power in the system post. and is an abuser slash oppressor against other black people, women, LGBT, etc. Uh, like shut the no, fuck no, up. Just no. delete the post. <laughs> no. Uh, I found uh, issues um, including evidently uh, every single other person on on Twitter. Uh, almost a ton of mutuals came out like, what you, lady, just delete the post? What are you doing? Yeah. I just, it's just like, man, this is like, this is like the, the lib, the liberal uh, woman you talked about last week who said the, you know, it called Clarence Thomas the N-word. And then it like turns into this like long thing of like, you don't understand the systemic reasons why it's like, just no, 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 no. It's just don't say the N-word, man. It's not just so, It's not hard. I it's very, it's really it. not hard. Just don't say it. This it is, is not, I'm not asking for a lot here. But Jekyll Jester on the Twitter.com, have you ever considered how goddamn counter-revolutionary it is to not be fucking racist? <laughs> now, just, now uh... also, I would like to point out that um, friend of the show, uh, uh, Himbu, uh, commented uh, about this to her on her post before she she stopped. Uh, she she not muted the post that she she restricted uh, who who could comment on it. Yeah. Uh, commented like lady delete this post like come on this is not cool and uh she then had the gall um uh, to say that any black person disagreeing with her is not pro-black oh no it's the biden <laughs> thing all over again <laughs> oh, if, so, you, if you don't like my post jack you're not pro you're not black you're not. Now I have to now since I have two members of the the Caucasian persuasion here, um, I have I have to ask the question: uh, What is there some alert to like calling to, to to like particular racial slurs and not and saying that someone's not pro-black that I don't understand? Yes, that you could enlighten yes. me on. Okay, so my take on this is that uh, so leftism 
is alluring because, you know, there is a countercultural element to it. However, uh, because white people be stupid, uh, it basically this allure blinds them to all of like the, you know, a lot of the, especially since whiteness in America embodies like that, uh, that sensibility that like it's the absence of all culture, but also the absence of all cultural signifiers or like cultural participation. So it's very individualist naturally, like there's no camaraderie between white people. People carry that into revolutionary politics and they look at stuff like, you know, like black epithets and stuff like that. And they're like, well, I can just disregard all this because like in the, in the wake of solidarity, which is basically just a fabrication of like something they have in their mind, like not actual solidarity. Cause like actual solidarity would acknowledge like differences in how people are treated or like, even if you looked at like a lot of these people are also like vehemently anti-theist and like also like just terrible to like a lot of different kinds of belief systems and very dismissive because now they're enlightened. They think that now they've reached this stage of like white person leftist enlightenment that they can just say or do whatever they want because like uh, the so yeah. they believe that the social systems that allow for that language uh, under communism, like, you know, when you participate in that, they just dissolve. So you're just like, I can say racial, racial epithets now because they supersede uh, actual, like, politics is, on the matter. This is actually what, I, what she would go on to. That, like, we didn't under... Like, she used the, the facts of her feelings thing later. Um, that, like, were you... Like, that lots of feet like that uh yeah. lots of feelings were hurt but that you're not listening to the facts uh do you do you want to hear the 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 the, the tweet um yeah that was uh that really really just the uh, got got to be a bit uh and if someone is angrier about my tweet than they are at Clarence thomas that person is absolutely not and just a fucking Clarence idiot. Thomas is power is powerful at AF and actively seeks to cause mass systemic violence to black people, oh, women, LGBTQ God. plus people, and all working class people each day. I would like for, for number one. That's true. He he is. Yeah. You still can't call him an Uncle Tom if you're not black. You, it's, you can't. It's 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 yeah, just delete the post. I second. Yeah. Secondly, uh, who 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 are you to call? Can, who's the arbiter of who and who and who is not pro-black? I just online no, but, online she, like, leftism. Days later, like this was days. Was it two days later? Or hold on, when was it? I think it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was uh, about two days later. She then. Uh, so like yeah, uh, thanks for everyone for everyone who's still following me, lol. And by the way, fun bit of info: Did you know black people are not a monolith? Yes, it's true. In fact, funny enough, the black people who actually know me have followed me for a while, like my Clarence Thomas meme, and appreciate what I say. She used the black friend. She used the black friend. Incredible no, stuff. Beautiful. Incredible I stuff. can't do it anymore. <sighs> Well, no, but like Josiah, hope, do, do you know I, what I, I was I saying earlier? Like, do, is that your experience with a lot of these people? I I guess it's. I think like more like my my, my stance with it, and then we should like get moving into some into the actually introducing the show here. But my my stance on it is like uh, online leftism kind of it does like the uh, the uh, oppression Olympics thing that people criticize that like on like real organizing doesn't really do. And so I think a lot of um, 
online white leftists feel really bad that they don't they don't they're not oppressed and they have a lot of white guilt instead of just i don't know just being normal i feel like i feel like it's not that hard to just be normal but i i think they have like a lot of self-loathing and so the instant they can kind of like lash out at like you know they're given an excuse to be racist or whatever an excuse to do whatever they they will because they're like lashing out against like this self-flagellation they're doing in their head it's like you know it's that's my like psychoanalytic read on it is because they get to leftism they don't learn a lot they kind of are internally whipping themselves for being white or male or whatever and then the instant they get a chance to like let it out and stop doing that for a second oh this is you know they've run into a bad black person they can do this now then it's like they're like using that aggression to also like get back at this like thing in their head that they're doing to again completely to themselves you know it's it's the whole like you know because anybody with with a black friend knows most of the time <laughs> their black friends are like you need to be whipping yourself repeatedly about you know white you know but they're doing that internally i think because they're they don't ha- know a lot of people of color in their life and they get into online leftism and then they just kind of like it's it's like their own self-loathing that's that's my take that's my take i, I might be wrong but now, to be clear, I do tell you guys that you should. Do well, that. yes, and and I, I do whip, whip myself, myself every morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not only because you know we're horrible racists, but also because we're you know we're we're trying to pay off all those sins, baby. The sins mm-hmm. of the father. You know what I'm saying? Or the sins of mammon. mammon oh yeah. Welcome yeah. to the show. Oh, all right. Yeah. Longest color in the world. In the history of this show. <laughs> it's it's a cold open so long that it became warm. Well, it's over and over. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey everybody and welcome to Mammonberg. Uh it, it is a cold and horrific dystopia. Actually hot. It's a very hot dystopia. It's very hot. It's it too- is. I think it's hot every every host here is is sweltering at the moment. Yeah, yeah well, it's, the, it's the the ball AC. sweat dystopia. If you hear if you hear my fan in the back room in the background. If you hear my fan in the background, I dearly apologize. I'm not turning it off, though. Yeah, I'm not turning mine off either, so we'll see how New York City is probably blazing right now. But, yeah, one thing we we didn't really mention there in the cold open, but uh, we got Jacqueline HD now. Yeah, yeah, I got a... I you're getting high definition jackal for the very first time. I'm not, in fact, recording from a, uh, a, a, a downturn jet engine... Um, off the New Jersey Turnpike. I'm, I'm calling. Actually recording. I'm calling this episode Jackal in 3D. Everybody, put on your, your like headphones. One side is blue and one side is red. Put those on, and you get to hear Jackal coming out of the coming out of the headphones at you, like exactly. a yeah. like a meteor yeah. or some like a, like a meteor Menenberg or a, or a like 4D. a knight or an axe. I'm I'm uh I'm coming at you live. Like well, not live actually, not at all. But I'm coming at you. In high definition, on um, thanks this to the... fellow fellow host of the show, uh, Phil, for sending me uh, yeah. a blue yeti. 
Oh, don't worry. I uh, I sent it to Jackal because I uh, I I had some birthday money because it was my birthday on the twenty eighth uh this past like week. So Happy I'm officially twenty five, and uh, uh, I decided it would be fun to uh to invest in a in a podcasting mic for the future. So I got like an RE uh you can hear it right now. I got like an RE twenty like broadcaster mic. And then uh, you gave your old mic to Jackal, and now Nicholas can stop subtweeting us. <laughs> Nicholas, stop, stop <laughs> subtweeting us. Nicholas, if you don't, if you don't stop, I'm gonna find you in Massachusetts. I'm gonna find you. <laughs> Massachusetts is only so big, and there's only so many, so many out of staters that choose to live there. <laughs> Yes, but uh, oh, quickly though, I you know I am Josiah, and I am joined today by, of course, Phil. Hi, everybody. It's it's Phil, and uh, this is the Ball Sweat episode. Everybody, this is the boys. It is not that, and Jackal. <laughs> why why are you like this? Is there something that we need? Like we need to some point to discuss. Like there's a certain kind of proliclivity that you have that really confuses. You me. know the biggest the biggest barrier right now between us having guests. Uh, like like professional guests on is I think that like I I can't imagine bringing like I don't know David Bentley Hart on and Phil's like this is the ball sweat episode am I right? He's just I, sitting there I like can't. just sweating into his shorts. Yeah, I can't have I cannot have David Bentley Hart the the amount of pain and embarrassment I would have if you would say the things that you usually say. I can we be normal like, for we, an episode. We, we have I'm Cornell West on, and you're like, ah, I need to do the the Italian or some like random <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a bit. <laughs> oh my god, like, what does this like, have to do with black emancipation in America, Phil? I, I cook in the pizza. Yeah. Uh... Okay, but but what what would happen if Cornell West laughed? What if he laughed? Just left mid episode, and it's like we frame it like the most controversial interview that Cornell West stormed out of. But it stormed out because Phil's like, uh, this is my impression of of Carl Weezer doing a suicide bombing. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait! Now I have to do that. Now no, I have to no, do no, that. No, 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 stop, stop, no, 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 mute him, mute him, mute him, mute him, mute him, mute him, no, Zaya. At Jimmy, at Jimmy. No, 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 no. Let's start the episode. All right, so we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot. So much to talk about. Uh, the Supreme <laughs> Court sucks. It should be abolished. Uh, let's get to that. Okay. Oh, oh God. Yeah, we're going to just kind of rapid fire a lot of stuff this week. Uh, a lot of news happened, but I think we all just kind of want to be of light spirits, despite the fact that the world is burning in front of us. Uh, so, uh, the old world is dying while the new world struggles to be born. Now is the time of monsters. I think that's how the quote goes. Uh, yeah. Boy, are there monsters. Boy. Boy, are there monsters. Well, let's let's start off here with, I think, the EPA. So the decision. So uh, Supreme Court made a decision EPA? on the EPA. The EPA. 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 Uh, EPA. Supreme Court made a decision. I, I don't want to get too much into the details of this, but they they're curtailing some of the EPA's ability to, uh, you know, regulate. That's that's the long and short of it. It is not. As extreme as it could have been, 
from what I've gathered from it could have been a much worse decision, but it is still a bad decision. And it's a bad decision because I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Uh, it's getting hotter, like really hot. I don't know what you're talking about. It's great outside. I, I, I don't know. You're, it's, 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 there's a pleasant breeze. It's, it's, it's going so, great. Somebody so, with, uh, with a little more, uh, I don't know, research ability should check into whether or not anybody on the Supreme Court is receiving money from coal. Because a lot of it was about the transition away from coal toward natural gas or sustainable energy. And I'm, I'm kind of curious why they decide to crack down on the APA's ability to transition us away from coal. So, uh, well, Josiah does more than 10 minutes of Googling before an episode should really check that out. So I really gotta, I gotta posit something here because, you know, I got, I got a quote from a great man. Uh, you know, my world's on fire. How about yours? That's the way I like it, but I never get bored. Thank you, Phil. Um, thank you, Phil. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's bad. Um, yeah, it's. I think that the justification that is being put is that, well, this is like, yeah, it has to be up to Congress to legislate this, not the EPA. This is ignoring the fact that, like, the EPA was created as, like, because, like, no, the Congress can't be, like, the entire, like, the only regulating entity. Like, mm-hmm. they, they delegate regulation to other eight. Like, that's why they, they're there. The, they are given, yeah. they were created by Congress to do this stuff because Congress can't have like every in a functioning um, quote unquote functioning system. This would be that like Congress cannot have every single regular, they can't oversee every single regulatory need. Right. So you delegate like, this is like something that every single system of government, Mm. every single one has delegation, every single one, whether it's, it's committees or councils or what, like even, even like autocratic governments have delegate this stuff. The only time where that didn't happen was with, uh, Imperial, Imperial Russia with Tsar Nicholas II. And we can see how that worked out for him. Uh, things went well though, right? Jackal, like thing, things went good for him. Well, uh, oof. Uh, Phil, what's your knowledge of, of like Russian history, uh, 18, like from the like 20th century forward how much do you know uh i gotta i i know more than i'm gonna let on right now but uh for the bit i'm just gonna say all russian czars know is to hire rasputin to fuck my wife and uh, uh autocracy yeah you're doing great here this is good you're doing that's we're doing we're doing great there yeah, uh, it did it. Uh, you got like you got to delegate. This is how this stuff works. Now, of course, I'm saying this because my entire political ideology hinges on there being a hundred thousand, a, th- a thousand and one committees for everything. But this I is like how committees. this works. Um, committees and town councils and you know all that jazz. This is how this works. The, the, but evidently, the Supreme Court has disagreed with this, and that's your legal justification um, for it. And that's bad because it's very bad. Uh, I. I, I like clean air. Um, I, like I like to not breathe. breathing in smog. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a fan of of breathing. For instance, um, water. I like I, I like drinking water too. Um, well, yeah, I, think, I like trees. So I to me, if I'm gonna pull a smart boy moment out of my ass here, to me this is kind of like a, a further expansion because like the neoliberal state has been encompassing all you know all branches of the government since the onset of, like, basically the neoliberal idea. 
However, it seems like now we're reaching the the logical endpoint of that, where all government agencies are subsumed and eventually just stripped of whatever regulatory power they even had, if they still mm-hmm. retain any. So it's like, you know, it's like maybe in a few years they'll say that the FDA doesn't have the right to legislate on all food corporations, especially as McDonald's engages mm-hmm. in, like, bad food practices that are, like, just, you know, borderline unhealthy for the average person. They might, like, a conservative Supreme Court might say, well, you guys don't have the right to uh, regulate uh, anything. We'll just put that up to Congress to what yeah. they can regulate goes in food. This is the this is the beginning of the end of the regulatory state. This is exactly. really not good. And I know that there's a lot of people that... Some of the reactions I saw which I, I'm going to repeat what I said before, which is that I think if people mm-hmm. that celebrate this should be forced to uh, to chug black water from a sewer and uh, <laughs> and breathe in uh, exhaust from a uh, breathe in uh, exclusively from an exhaust pipe. Um, well, this is going to disproportionately affect one major grouping I see in this whole thing because a lot of people don't realize what the EPA does. One major grouping that this is going to affect is Native American reservations, because since they're treated like they're not government land, basically, uh, they're government land, but they're not since they're essentially bequeathed to Native American communities. So they exist in kind of like a legislative gray area. So what ends up happening more often than not is uh, polluters will dump shit in the proximity of Native American reservations because they can kind of get out of it in a sort of like you know, we did this, but we, we, it's not really on American land. So it bypasses mm-hmm. American re- like regulations about it. Yeah. Since the land is owned by the native Americans on paper, it, they could basically just say, well, you know, if they really wanted to do something about it, they do something about it, which obviously they don't have the power to do anything about it, but conservatives know that. And they're just like, well, you know, if they really wanted to do something, they'd do it by now. And we don't have to worry about that or regulations or anything really. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, all, all around what we're, we're seeing is, yeah, the slow dismantling um, of, of regulations like that. Yeah. And, and you know, this this moves into more and more of an emphasis on, uh, you know, state power, federalism, right? And that is, you know, uh, uh, that's that's what uh, that well, the next topic is. Let's let's go ahead and throw this in here, too, as well. Um we're, we're, we're moving more and more towards, you know, state power as as kind of the guiding logic of the of the courts, which is I, I, a really troubling shift for a number of reasons. One is because obviously, like, you know, we fought a civil war over this stuff of like, you know, uh, making sure that we could like at least in matters of human rights. <laughs> like we wouldn't just turn this over to the states, you know, that we would what, have. Like, wait, a, wait, you talking about human rights? What are you talking about? I do. That's good. That's how we should just delegate. Well, to I think the to me, and, uh, the most damnable thing about this whole thing is that um, mm-hmm. there is a kind of like pseudo libertarian posturing that this is the exact thing that a lot of conservatives wouldn't like if a liberal government did it. But of course, it's all right because uh, it's a conservative government. No, uh, they they do like the state. I think that that this, the whole state rights thing has been a pretty old thing, though. I we'll, we'll see. I mean, but but, but so, not so, quite. Not if it's anything that they dislike, though. If it's something that they dis, well, if, yeah. if there's a state like like what we were talking about, well, last episode with the the gun thing, like oh, uh, well, that's, didn't that's like true. That. That's true. There was also like the fuck. What was the? There was a lot of battle over this. Um, 
over sanctuary cities and sanctuary states yeah. for immigrants and stuff. That's true. Which is if you were if you were to hold like a if you were to hold consistent views, you would say, "Well, I don't agree with it," but states mm-hmm. have the power to to do that. Now, but then they like they'll do everything they can as the opposite. In fact, the Supreme Court had a ruling that was about that. Yeah, and, and this is um, so so moving toward though this like this the strengthening of the states we're seeing now. Uh, this this the court is flirting with um, you know a, a, a legal theory called was it again independent legislator theory, um, which is oh no what they're playing with right now is they did not endorse it with these last wave of of rulings but they're they're flirting with it so uh, they they refused to uh, block some congressional maps that were like pretty clearly gerrymandered. Um, and although they didn't fully embrace the legal theory, several of the justices used that legal theory to justify the ruling is what I've gathered from the, the articles I've skimmed. And they are showing increased interest in bring, you know, talking about this. Essentially, long story short, if they go into like using you know, this, legis- this, this legal theory, the states would have the right to dictate federal election laws within their state. And for me... If, if there is a point to the federal government, and just the bare minimum, is that maybe the federal government should be able to regulate how those elections <laughs> for the federal government run. I, I feel like that is a, a cross-the-board kind of thing that you I, shouldn't I be getting rid of. This is ultimately a consequence of... of and can't act like this isn't... A benefit for them because they do want this to happen but i do think that there is the reason why you have fringe legal theories like this getting into the supreme court is because you th- like they're basically like the overall long-term conservative project of like melding and and like don't this is the wrong word for it. well i guess it is the right grooming these like these mm-hmm. these judges for these roles um from oh yeah uh, like from law school you have attracted yeah. the kind of person who is interested in, in like in this kind of fringe legal theory that doesn't make any sense to yeah. Well, that's why that originalism like, really just picked up steam because I've been listening yeah. to a lot of Know Your Enemy, and mm-hmm. a lot of the way that the Supreme Court was able to really just dismantle abortion rights right now is because years ago, you know, people like. Uh, you know, the mayor candidate for New York City, that frickin' guy, I always, I'm so bad with names. But, uh, you know who I'm talking about, um... Yang? Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang? No, 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 no. no, um, Buckley. William F. Buckley. Buckley. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, oh. Wait. oh, that's before my time. So, William F. Buckley and a lot of, like, kind of people who were associated with him, they were super big on originalism. And what ended up happening is that, like... They would propose originalism, and a lot of the judges that were politically aligned with Buckley kind of, like, basically created originalism, which was a fringe political theory at the time, because it's nonsense. The, the fact that the Constitution must only ever be interpreted on its own logic is stupid, because then it would argue that, you know, uh, the document cannot change since its creation to mean anything other than what it was originally stated to mean. But even then, it removes the social context of when it was made anyway. And they, yeah, that just got I, adopted I think, wholesale as, like, I mean, ideological this that, underpinning. This is something that is not brought up as often, but, like, the context of, like, the context of what the 
the quote unquote founding fa- fathers thought of as like democracy at the time was very closed off to many, 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 many people, including a lot of like people in the Supreme Court would not even have been allowed to vote. They didn't come from a background that they thought like they that from yeah. what the founding fathers believed. They were like the, the founding fathers believed in a very closed off like system originally. So dictating this like from the context of a living constitute like not from well that's the other um because there's two other there's originalism there's textualism and then there's a living constitution um mm. which living con- like and this is something that i think that you kind of find with a lot of i think that a lot of issues that you find with originalism you find with fundamentalism too um mm. in this unwillingness to it's almost an opposite though in fundamentalism because in fundamentalism there's this opposition of viewing the text in its historical context but i guess also in originalism too there's an opposition you like it says it wants to like view the text as like it is stagnant and it stays you know as it is from its original historical context but there is they still ignore that historical context when it doesn't benefit them either yeah, well, absolutely, because, I mean, if you if you want to get into originalism in, like, the Second Amendment, then it, it doesn't really work, hold up as well. But um, I, I'm not sure about uh, William F. Buckley's role with uh, originalism, but uh, but I know, like, okay, what, why originalism gets gets really funky um, is, you know, like, 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 like you guys have both said, the, the, the Constitution was not is, is, it has been reinterpreted a lot. So, like, uh, a big chunk of American history that's, like, completely forgotten, it seems, to a lot of people is the incorporation of the Constitution into a state-level legislation, like, state-level um, government. There was a point for a long time that states were not held to the federal Constitution. So, like, the state could violate First Amendment rights. It's the federal government couldn't violate First Amendment rights. Um and this was something that shifted over time. If we're, we're talking about originalism. We're talking about slowly undoing that. And that's kind of what's taking place right now is like, okay, you know, yeah, the federal government isn't allowed to go after First Amendment rights, but the state levels are. Um, that's the shift that I'm seeing things going toward right now, because like, you know, right now we're, we're increasingly empowering the, the states. And what I'm what I'm nervous about, well, not nervous about what, I, what I'm interested in. Um, that what i'm interested to see is how this plays out with the abortion issue because um while they increase the power of the state the abortion you know and that's that's the route that the courts are taking the there the the pro-life movement is not going to be satisfied with abortion being a state-by-state thing they're going to want it federally banned you know what i mean and i i I wonder to what extent they're going to end up hitting a wall with the approach they've done uh, legally because of that Um, all around. I don't think this kind of state federalism approach to politics is, is, you know, a functional thing in the 21st century at all. And I I think it's going to, going to have some bad results, but I'm just curious when conservatives putting this kind of shit in law, if they're going to hit a wall, because the thing is, the originalism doesn't match modern day conservatism either. Like, like if we really wanted to return to the 19th century America pre like, you know, pre uh, Civil War, uh, you know, that's still not the same thing as what conservatives want now either. Because it's, you know, things have changed. We, we weren't a military power at that time. We weren't no, a we were, nationalist we didn't even have entity like a, at that time. 
like this is something which is ignored like from the the point from the point of which the castle like the, from that from the point from the from that point onward in american history from the war of 1812 to to like we we had like like a military but we didn't it wasn't a big military even after the civil war we like there's a there was a significant process of demilitarization um and of course like you know we've always had like foreign military action um with you know the 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 barbary pirates the uh the war of uh uh, the spanish-american war and then you know the imperial imperialism of the philippines but the scale was not in comparison to other imperial powers the scale was significantly smaller well and you know in like when we're talking about like early yeah early 19th century shit like yeah we barely won the war of 1812 and part of you know the reason it was it was a disaster in a lot of ways was like you know, we, were, we were functioning with these like these like state militias that was what the military was at the time and that's not what it is anymore for better or for worse but you know not that i'm like oh good u.s army i'm so glad we have such a big military but you know i'm not saying that but what I am saying is, like, the conservatives like the military. They like us having a big military. And so, like, the move toward a radical states states power thing is going to have to hit a wall at some point. Because there's national stuff that the conservatives like. You know, I, I don't know. But this is, this is their approach currently. I, I guess I don't know what the game plan is. Especially, like, okay, after Roe is overturned. That's been the game plan for a long time for a lot of conservatives. What comes next? You know what I mean? Because I don't, I don't think that the next direction is uh, state power. I think they're using that state power shit to get around a lot of constitutional rights. But like, I don't know. I don't know what comes. You know, I, I don't know what com- comes. Do next. they want the like conservatives clearly don't want something like the Articles of Confederation, but they no. acting like they do. They, they no, they, yeah, like they they act like they do, but they don't want like the actual because there there is some some. Mm-hmm. bad history involving the articles of federation that it wasn't it, if they actually spent the time to fix it a bit it probably would have worked um yeah but like do they want that they don't clearly but they also mm-hmm. the, the way that they're acting the way that they act and and what they say they want that's what that is mm-hmm but then again, they also have, they do push for, like, more, we have this push of, like, pushing this onto the legislature, um, which I, I think a mistake, and this is something that I believe Five to Four has talked about before, uh, which yeah. is a good podcast that you should listen to. Uh, yeah, yeah, don't listen, listen to us this. about Supreme Court stuff. Listen to, listen to We're not lawyers. Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 like, I'm interested in law, but I am not a lawyer. None of us here are lawyers, so don't take our word for it, but I think that that's something important to keep in mind is that there also there isn't like a an equivalent equivalent for this for god that, that's not the point that I was forget give me a sec uh sorry um yeah something that like i think that a lot of those on the legislative left i guess is the term that you want to use for it like those are like within like law that are like center left or or like even further left like i think that Something that and and liberals too. I think that's something that they've become complacent. I think even those on the like from because like for better or for worse, the American left is a descendant of like the new left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for better or for worse, the new left liberals and like those on the quote unquote legislative left became complacent that the Supreme Court like these rulings became settled law because of them, so you didn't have to touch them. You you just like 
mm-hmm. hoped that you kept that majority of the Supreme Court, which in the end, clearly is being shown was not a good idea to have because this is giving conservatives the ability to like build this decades long project of packing the court with conservative justices yeah well this is also like um if if you don't mind me going into the history a little bit because i jogged my memory a little bit with an article from the new republic but uh so a lot of this stuff is based in like west coast straussian ideology it's like originalism is a Straussian ideology, and the reason why I mentioned Buckley, I think earlier, a little bit confusion, is because Buckley was vehemently conservative Catholic, and even though Strauss had a tenuous relationship to Catholicism, a lot of conservative Catholics, and I think Strauss himself might have had some relationship with Catholicism, but essentially, Straussians were very big into integralism, or at least some kind of, like, pseudo-integralism or some yeah, yeah. version of that, which is why this was picked up is almost exclusively uh, by, in the beginning, originalism only permeated through conservative Catholic circles and then branched out to, like, the pseudo-libertarians that would eventually form the foundation of the movement mm-hmm. Which is why there's a lot of, if you can see, I guess the best way to put it is there's kind of like a lot of, there's a lot of crossed wires within the internal logic of like the pro-life movement when it expands beyond Catholicism. And I think part of it is that, part of it is its roots in West Coast Straussian ideology mixing with the ideologies of like, you know, essentially like evangelical Protestants who just uh, can't really come to terms with the uh, the ideological differences between them. And those crossed wires cause um, a lot of the contemporary shifting around on the Supreme Court that we see today, why they're essentially grooming people to adopt this ideology wholesale so that they could carry it with them to the court because they wouldn't be able to convince people outside of that circle otherwise to adopt originalism because of those a lot of those like weird kind of ideological cross lines and presuppositions that if you you look at them from like essentially a a nuanced legalistic framework you don't really get anywhere well yeah i mean one thing one thing i think is you know neither of us are, are none of us are legal scholars obviously and so like when you get originalism has a lot of diversity in like its actual thing like if you you know there there are different types of originalists and you know we're not gonna i don't think we'll be able to get into it too much but what i think phil is really doing a good job pointing to and I, i think it's something we have emphasized on the show a bit is that conservatism is not um conservatism has a lot of contradictions in itself because it isn't a singly singular intellectual movement in the same way we act like it is. It's got the same diversity as the left in a lot of ways. And because of that, you, you do see these like weird combinations of like, you know, part of the reason it feels so incoherent is because you're run of the mill conservative who doesn't like get really deep into any sort of intellectual theory behind conservatism. It's kind of just repeating the talking points that come out of a amalgamation of different contradictory intellectual traditions. 
and like you mentioned, like Straussian, for instance, versus like your libertarian, you know, and e- even then the, the, the fusionist consensus that William F. Buckley kind of represented, we were bringing together like the paleocons and the libertarians and the, you know, in the conservative uh, social conservatives, right? All of that kind of coming together. That's been the consensus of what conservatism is. And they fought for the Roe v. Wade decision. But Trump, although he was on board with the Roe v. Wade stuff and trying to over over, you know, the Dobbs decision, trying to over overturn Roe, um, also represents a different era of conservatism that's coming in. And that's why the whole thing feels like it's caving in. It's because the conservative movement is having a complete shift. And, you know, it's still got the power that it's built up during the fusionist, you know, era, if you want to call it that, or the neocon era later on. You know, it built up a lot of power, but the people kind of in charge of the the shadow networks of conservatism are, are pivoting away from, for instance, like the more libertarian sides at times. Um, although the Supreme Court seems to be more inclined toward the libertarian wing. We'll, well see that. not quite because remember we did have there was that case with the uh um I think the last case that they that they uh that they settled on before they've now gone on break until October um until the next uh, judicial session uh opens was about does the Biden administration like can they like get rid of the the like the the state in Mexico policy from this Trump administration? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that Brett Kavanaugh voted on that. Um, yes, yeah. he believed it because of the. So there are like even within the Supreme Court itself, there is this sort of we can for better or for worse we can count the Brett Kavanaugh as an authoritarian um, that believes enough that like yeah no there the executive does have powers in in the like the executive does have power here. That there's enough yeah. of that, um, so that there's even internal diversity within there of, within yeah. like the conservative tradition, there is. I think there is still going to be push and pull between those that are sort of the more libertarian minded, those mm-hmm. that are like the pseudo secular kind of conservatives, the Christian, the the Christo fascist autocratic, uh, yeah, and then the like the more sort of standard like I don't know what the t- like more like. They're conservatives that want to like that would like to keep democracy around, and then there are the conservatives yeah. who just kind of want to get rid of it. Yeah, it's it's the um, you know I, I mentioned this last episode that that the God I don't remember if it was Sam or Matt from Know Your Enemy, but their their line that you know the conservative movement is split currently on whether it's time for Caesar. One one thought I have, and I don't know if this will how this will play out but because the executive branch is going to be under control by uh, uh you know by democrats for at least the next you know two years possibly longer if if they get a good enough candidate to run if, and replace if, if biden we get a, if we get if we get a big boy president if we get a big boy oh president. yeah the the fitzer fucking fitzer <laughs> fitzer and fitzer uh, fetterman fucking regime Fitzger. fixer fetterman 2024 baby a- aoc could run i don't know but there's at no. least some some opportunities. Like, yeah, there, there are some opportunities for the left could. in the next election. Yeah, but you could, a, could, like that you could shut down the legislature. You could shut down like the executive branch but, of them. For so, so what I was saying though is, yeah, if the left or maybe not even left, if the center right and liberal are kind of controlling the executive branch, do you think that there is a pivot towards seeing the Supreme Court as potentially the Caesar among I the authoritarians? The thing is, though, that's I a scary kind of, thought. 
I think so, but also you have to keep in mind authoritarians do want like personality within their particular Caesar. They want yeah. there to be something enigmatic about them. Like El, du- El Duce was not like a judge. He was like he was a mm-hmm. a newspaper writer, a veteran. Like he also could like turn a crowd. He wasn't like a judge in like the Supreme Court of Italy, nor was Hitler, nor was any other like fascist leader that you that like a fa- yes. like fascist leaders have something about them. They're either military leaders related to the military. Um, they want to be a part of the military. They're not coming from like the boring framework of academia. Not fascist demagogues, at least they are. Well, there, but, there but needs see, to be but, something compelling uh, about hmm. about like. But, but, but this is this is this is a thing though is I, I think yeah I don't know if I see an American Hitler or Mussolini but an American Franco feels different because yeah, the Franco would not come from the Supreme Court I think the Franco would have to come from some kind of I I, I don't know be, because the the right the the authoritarian right is really enamored by Carl Schmidt who is distinctly a jurist That's um, a good point, yeah. And an integralism is very much tied up, even though it is, yeah, it is influenced by Franco, who wasn't himself very caught up in legal theory. A lot of integralism is really tied into this idea of like put right wing, socially conservative Catholics into as many positions of power and kind of overtake the state apparatus. I think the one thing that that would push back against that is that. This is something that Andrew Jackson uh, knew that that monster of a of a human being mm. that was definitely in hell. Uh, yes, Andrew Jackson was right about one thing: the the Supreme Court can't really enforce anything. Oh my God, he admits it. That Andrew Jackson was right. But so, yeah, like, yeah, my, the, 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 the context. We'll 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 just have to see. But like, the, yes, fascism doesn't it likes its personalities for sure, but. I, I do think that also the more academic fascism likes to go after where the weaknesses are. The, the and right of, now uh, it's I, pretty clear that the Supreme Court is, if it's not going to be the Caesar, it's going to be the thing to erode the power of the state to okay, respond. Yeah. And so then, you know, if we have all these election, all this like election shit is overturned everywhere and like we have no free and fair elections in the U.S. come 2024 or 2028 and then Mecca Hitler runs. Oh, God. <laughs> like, you know, you know I what I mean? We'll, like, <laughs> either I vote for Mecca Hitler or Mecca Strauss. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I'm going to vote for the for the for the lesser of two evils. At least he's just going to put me in a camp and not kill me. <laughs> So I mean, we'll we'll have to see how this all plays out, but yeah, there's some scary shit on the rise here. The Democrats like need to really pull themselves together. I don't know how. Like the fact that the I I think something that is there has to be something that they could do with one thing. Like cinema cannot stay in in office. <laughs> she ha- they have they have they have to get they mansion. Get I don't. He's mansion has had his position pretty like locked down for a while so i don't know it would be any hope like getting him out of office but cinema yeah primary her get her out um ruin her political career so that she will never be involved in national or state level or local politics ever again uh we gotta try to get mansion out of the out of the uh out of office no, 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 no! Cut, cut that out! Cut that! Put a, put a, put a big old bleep around. No, there. You, you know what uh, we need, Jackal. You know no. what we need.
What do we need, no, Phil? No. So what we need, we definitely need uh, the the Pfizer and Fetterman run because yeah. everybody knows that Pritzker, you, you Pritzker, Pritzker. <laughs> you win politics if you have. A big, big boy. It's the biggest boy. Big, big boy. It's the biggest boy. Big, big boy. It's the biggest boy. You got politics if you win the biggest boy. But why Thomas? Why are they going after one out of six? Because the left is racist, Tucker. They expect Clarence Thomas to think the way a black man should based on the color of his skin. At least four members of the court have said state courts have no right to intervene. And so what that means in states like uh, Pennsylvania can make any sort of rules they want in legislatures, which would give them carte blanche to draw districts and maybe even simply declare the winners. I guess we should talk about this then, because we're now going to this. There's been some discussions about Pritzker running in 2024 to primary Biden. So, well, yeah, I was, I was talking with a big, big boy. Phil before you came on. I, I was thinking about talking about Pritzker, and then I, I took it off, but... Because, okay, I, I have mixed feelings on Pritzker, because, like... He's a billionaire. I, I, he's a billionaire, and he ran against, you know, like, somebody who had a democratic socialist as the running mate. And like, like, I, I think that it's a bit of a bit to act like he's any sort of socialist. Oh no. But, I think that that's I, anyone who is seriously saying that is kind of deluding themselves. I think he's better than a lot of other Democrats though. Well, that's the thing though, is he has actually responded to the Roe decision. He has actually like done some shit in, you know, in Chicago. And I, you know, I, I don't know, maybe some, from maybe I, some good can come out of it. But from, from what I saw, like he, he wasn't too, like, there were a lot of criticisms to have for his pandemic response, but he tried uh, better than than some others. Yeah, better than my than my former governor. Uh, the I it's not sexual assault. I'm just Italian. Uh, Cuomo. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Don't you ask know. questions about the nursery. The the uh, the the nursing homes either. Do not ask questions about that. Yeah, don't, what don't happened with that, Andrew? Why are they all dead? No, 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 no. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about it. So, Leo, talk about. I just wrote a new book. I so yeah. I I don't know. Pritzker might represent a a direction for. I'm like hesitant. I I, I will call him a direction for the progressive liberal uh, movement in the U.S. Which is I will, be better I will than nothing. Call that. No, yeah. I, I I'll throw my hat in with progressive liberalism. Um, if if it, if you know, if we could somehow get someone who has like. At least, like, and also, like, his his campaign, like, the way that he talked about it in his campaign speech, this guy is definitely eyeing, like, national politics. He's, yeah, and he's he, talking he might be in good. a way. He's like if uh, people liked Tom Steyer. He kind of has that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. And, yeah, Fetterman, Fetterman's got his weaknesses, too. But, you know, Fetterman could be good. He's definitely a lot um, more left than, than Pritzker. Yes, yes, he's he's a working class guy. Um, he's also fucking massive, and yeah, both of nothing, them are massive. Nothing beats conservatism because conservatives love their big guys. I mean, you know, Donald yeah, we, Trump literally like they twice do, a week they do talking like, we about need his to have, hands. We need to run the 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 big. We need to have like the big boy caucus. On the yeah, way. we need to like, beat them at their own game. We need you to know, now simply. Fetterman can simply win, like. 
Also, the 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 election between Fetterman and Doctor Oz has been so funny because Doctor Oz's campaign uh, strategy has been basically telling his supporters, "I'm losing. Please help me, Mummy. I was uh, on TV. Awesome. Please vote for me. It's been Mommy, great. I now, was on I think TV. that I think it would be very f- now. Look, this could all simply be solved. Fetterman and Pritzker could simply eat their opponents. <laughs> <laughs> This could this could be very. Have you seen Have you seen how big John how tall John Fetterman is? I he you know I I, I really so love. Like I will say I will say you know it brings tears to my eyes to see that the the left liberal you know kind of coalition is making room for big weird guys like me. I I've they never felt so leaders. representative. Yeah, I've never felt so hey, representative. You might become just like if this if 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 somehow Pritzker becomes president in 2024. It's, like if he wins, then you you have more of a I stand a there's chance. more of a stake for you to like become governor of of uh, of Iowa. Yeah, man, I, I I would love to like do like the Fetterman thing where like every time there's a picture of me, a bunch of liberals reply like, oh, man, I bet he smells terrible. And then like a thousand shit posting leftist accounts are like, you're going to hell. <laughs> just, so, just thousands of, 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 uh, of I, I think we need to we, we need to like I I hope that Fetterman when he goes into the car, if if and when he goes into the Congress, he Mm-hmm. He he just he doesn't wear his suit. He just continues to wear the hoodie and the shorts. That's I think that's the best approach. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, and like I we'll I, I I I still it would be the like worst AOC. thing that could happen. You know, I still yeah. like AOC. I know that's become un, unpopular among certain parts of the left anymore, which I think is the silly. Unbearable I parts, think, yes. I don't know. Maybe 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 I still have too much hope in electoral politics. Maybe that's it. But I well, no, it's not even hope. It's just that uh, I don't really imagine the revolution's about to happen anytime soon, guys. So like, no, so like, do like, we, like we should with, have with, some progressive politicians. I don't know. Well, maybe here's... I, I think that I think that like putting as many progressive politicians that can at least try to mitigate damage would be the best solution, better than what we have right now with Biden and Harris. Yeah, which is not doing anything. I think that like, look. Pritzker is a billionaire, but I at least would I I believe he will do things. He will like do he will try to do things uh during his presidency. I yeah. I I think it's about time that we we bring back the old like put like political machines that like the like the pseudo progressive uh the pseudo progressive uh, pseudo progressives of the time had where we just kind of have like big weird guys um being like <laughs> the be like the linchpins of like the political boss. I think we need to bring that. Clearly, what we're doing right now is not working. So let's just try yeah. this instead. Uh, but like my closing thought on Fetterman is that uh, he's great because uh, as a New Jersey resident, he's the uh, he's the guy that I have a mental image of when I think of a dude who like walks into a diner at like seven a.m. and orders a stack of pancakes taller than your head and a steak. <laughs> His breakfast is a steak and pancakes. Yeah, it's just like absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I hope that I truly hope. One Fetterman has he has his issues, but like he's pretty pretty solid on a lot of on a lot of positions. Um, yeah, Pritzker for for what he is, we could do a lot worse. Um, yeah, and the fact that like he uh, in that campaign uh, not campaign um, his acceptance speech. Uh, from i think it was yesterday if it wasn't yesterday it was a, the day before yesterday um 
where he did the typical like Democrat uh like bipartisan stuff, but then said, Yeah, but it's not working, so we need to focus on winning. Yeah, like, absolutely. That's something. Like that's something there. Yeah, we just uh, like I hope if AOC wants if it wants if AOC wants if AOC runs, uh I'll vote for her happily. Yeah. Um, absolutely. I, I hope that she I hope that she would win, but you know, if we can't have AOC and if Bernie decides that he is not going to run in twenty twenty four then you know what? I will happily vote for the big boy coalition. I will vote for the the big boy coalition. I'll m i might even knock on a few doors. You you might um, you might campaign for for the big I, boys. That would, that would be We need the big boys. We I need truly, them. We you need know what? So yeah, you know, so will I. I will happily campaign for <laughs> for Fritzner Fetterman twenty twenty four. They can simply eat their opponent. <laughs> uh, Phil, I see that you have uh, turned off your video because I'm assuming you are getting ready for work. Uh, Phil, if you want a second, if you want to say goodbye, this is this is Philip signing off. I will see you guys later. Uh, my planet needs me, and then a torpedo hits my body, exploding me instantly. Yeah, Phil is leaving for work, so it's it's a, a two-person episode from here on out, which is not a thing we do very often, uh, ever. We've never done that. We've ever done it before, so this, wow. is, uh, this is the first time. Wow. Oh, well, have a good one. You can follow Phil at CryptidDirector on Twitter.com. Yes, you can. All right, I'll see you guys later. Bye. <sighs> so the rest of the uh the, what what else is on the 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 docket for for this episode um, is January January 6th and NATO Jerry Sith boy we had a there was a there was quite a bit that came from that uh yep yep a lot of that good was a lot, lot of really funny stuff <laughs> yeah funny stuff and it's scary stuff i mean i I, I feel like more and more I'm getting irritated at the like kind of dismissal of January 6th stuff because as it as more keeps coming out, it's just like, man, it really was an attempted coup, like a maybe a poorly executed one. <laughs> because everyone involved was so stupid. Everyone involved with this was was a moron. But that doesn't take away the fact that they tried. They tried. I mean, the big, the big revelation, aside from the funny stuff, which we'll get to the funny stuff, but like, was, was Trump being like, "Yeah, I know they're armed." No, get, you know, you know, don't, don't, don't take away their weapons. They're not here for me. <laughs> like that's so wild. That's yeah, so wild. It, it really is just like like the the idiots run attempt of the march to Rome. Like <laughs> this is this is like if the the uh, the people that made Veep and made uh, Death of Solid made a comedy about yeah what if Mussolini completely just borked the the, the March to Rome yeah truly. With everything that can go like everything that could go wrong went wrong yeah oh yeah and you know that was that was. Trump losing his shit, trying to grab the steering wheel uh, to drive himself back to the Capitol. Um, I did not watch his the, own secret service. I only watched a chunk of the the uh, hearing, and God, it was so funny because I only came so in good. for oh, man. the description of tr of 
oh god what's her name the the aide that was getting interviewed um yeah she was describing having to clean ketchup off the wall because trump threw his plate at the wall while watching tv at one point i i it's so good so good it's so good i and phil before he he left he had uh, regaled us that uh they had to sing like they had to sing mm. to calm him down <laughs> singing like show tunes <laughs> i i you know if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that he tried to do a coup i i i kind of miss our big wet president i you know the yeah there, there's something just the fact that this man this i it's very cringe the like the the uh like the trump baby stuff like that one float that they did in the uk um, yeah but this man is a child this is the like a child's response to not getting what you want is to whine, throw a tantrum, and throw your food, and then the only way that you can be calmed is by music. It's man, God, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we have a ton to say about the January sixth thing aside from that. It's but bad, yeah, I, it's bad. He yeah, tried, they tried to do a coup. They did. They failed, thank God, but. They failed, but I think I agree with your point that like the left needs to like understand this that there was an attempted coup. No one was there attempted coup. Like they tried to do it. Yeah, which and I, I understand that. Like yes, there is other stuff that you know is important to think about at the moment. You know the gas prices, inflation, yada yada. There was an attempted coup. They tried to coup the government. Well, That's and a big the deal. You know, there's there's a couple reasons why I think it matters. One is because I think if they try again, they won't be as stupid about it. Um, no, it will not be as funny as as uh, as this. No, I think they're gonna be considered kind of a martyr, and you have like the the Supreme Court like just slowly eroding institutions. Like I don't know if there is a response to this fascist kind of rise, and if there's another coup attempt or something similar. I think it would go, yeah, better the second time for them. Most likely, uh, yeah. Yeah. The second thing is just that, yeah, the rising gas prices and inflation, all that, I, I think is relevant to the coup attempt, though, because I think there is increased dissatisfaction. You know, it's it's kind of a bit now to talk about going to gas stations and seeing the little, like, uh, stickers that say, you know, Biden did this or I did that or whatever, right? Um like people blame Biden and blame the current liberal establishment for the state of the economy. Understandably that the, the, you know, liberal establishment should do more, but what I, what it's I'm saying is like solely the, because of them. No, but the dissatisfaction is getting deeper and it's getting deeper yes. than it was in 2021 at the beginning of the year. And so like, I think more people might join the ranks. I think there might be more people that would go to the Capitol. So I don't know. And, you know, not to mention like the moral panic over grooming and stuff like that. We've talked about quite a bit on the show. I, I, some, some real bad stuff's in the air. Yeah. A lot of, uh, there, there does need to be some kind of significant change in, on some level to counteract some of this because things are heating up. It's yeah. not a good, uh, it's not good. It is, it's not good. And it's heating up both, uh, you know, literally and figuratively. Yep. As we mentioned with the EPA uh, thing. Speaking of, you, you, uh, you mentioned the groomers. I do want to take a moment to, to, to mention, um, 
Oh yeah, <laughs> a phenomena that I, I I saw last night. So Josiah, you have this thing where you you will will check my Twitter uh, Saturday morning to see. All right, is, was Jackal up at four a.m. yelling about anything? Yeah, and that means I have to call him to wake him up for the podcast <laughs> if which, he was up. Which, because I was, uh, I was up <laughs> at four a.m. to uh, last night, um, yelling about something. In my defense, what I was yelling about was pretty justifiable. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was that post piece. Um, well, so like the New York Post does, has done these for a long time. It's like the easiest qu- clickbait that they do, which is they'll be like. This uh, hot female teacher got charged with rape because she fucked a, her teenage student. Oh, they and never then, say rape. They never say. Oh, rape. they never say it. But they'll be like, "Oh, she's in trouble for it." And then everybody and like you know, they set it up perfectly. They intentionally post a picture of her like in a bikini or something, and then they get flooded with comments of guys be like, "Oh, I'd love to be that fourteen-year-old boy," you know, but. Why it was particularly gross and what you were going to, you know, what I, I think you're going to get into here, Jackal, is it's like the same people who are doing the grooming talking points right now are like all being like, oh, man, that's so awesome. That hot teacher fucked a 14 year old boy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's uh, like the the amount of without failure, every single person that said something like that. It does not take you long at all to just quickly click their Twitter and you'll see they just quote tweeted like calling a trans person a groomer. You know, it's failure. Like I it's there's this one dude. uh, uh, There's it's not even there's multiple. It's it's multiple like accounts that are. And then, of course, we had the libertarian saying, "Okay, this is wrong, but it's actually called a febophilia, guys. Make sure you use the right terminology. <laughs> make sure we got we can't we can't confuse the terminology here, guys. We gotta make sure that we got we got that right here. Oh god, I gotta there there is some just fascinating like thought experiments from from I don't I don't wanna read these because these are so gross. They're like uh, th- this one guy saying, Oh, well if you were like on a if you were like <laughs> Which clearly shows that they were thinking about this for a while. These did not just emerge out of the ether from reading the story. This has been something they've been thinking about at some point. Uh, This one guy said, well, okay, well, what if you were, like, stranded on an island and would never get rescued and the other person with you was a teenager? (laughs) Like, bro, bro, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Okay, man? so people don't think like this. So you're in a trolley car, and there's <laughs> there's a, a miner <laughs> on one track. It's good lord, what are we doing, man? I don't know. And, you know, I, it's like it's like cliche to point at the hypocrisy anymore because it's obvious that the whole groomer shtick is just about queer people and it's just going after that. Like, but the, it's like. There was this this one guy that that like said like oh yeah good for him and then uh like he said we know that guy what guys think and what women think even if a guy says otherwise us other guys know what he really thinks so no and I then, think a, a child got raped is what I think happened I, I think, yeah I think that that's what happened buddy why are you being so weird about that that and then like without failure he then said like uh, about um. About like a transfer and going into a bathroom. No, you just want to look at 
I'm not even gonna finish this. Like, there's this. Then this other guy with a Florida state flag uh, said, <laughs> "Lucky kid." And then, without failure, he then said something else that was about like uh, the "Don't say gay" bill being good, and that uh, yeah, gender inclusive bathrooms are for groomers or something of like every it's... single without every single person, every single one. A baffling, just truly baffling, like. Like of all I, of the th- like, words don't the mean things, things anymore. For. Yeah, it's like of yeah. all the things that they're going to be a hypocrite. Like we already went through a whole thing about like cons- like right wing conservative hypocrisy, but this really this too. Yeah, it it it's well, it's because they're really redefining the meaning of the word groomer. You know, anymore it doesn't like have the meaning that it had. You know, it it doesn't it doesn't refer to. You know, introducing sexual, uh, you know, it, you know, it, normalizing sexuality around a minor so that eventually they they are willing to be abused or something like that. It doesn't mean that anymore, which is most likely something like like what happened, you know, in in situations like this. I don't know. I, I it's always been a disgusting like thing the post does, like you know, once every few months. But in this particular climate, it just is really telling. That that this is you know still I don't know. And then, oh sweet, God, I keep going down these these. Oh God, this uh, one dude uh, th- that that year old did complain about it. I can guarantee it. His parents did. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. What is Josiah? I I'm not alone in that this is insane, right? That this is yeah, something it that's is. just so completely. Th- yeah. Th- th- I know that this is like that when it comes to male victims of, of rape, there's a lot of not really, really bad language around it. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly that I, I, a lot of people seem to not think that female pedophiles exist. Yeah. And particularly language around when uh, teachers to call this, what this is, is when a, a older woman when when a pedophile molests someone, because that's what happened. Mm-hmm. There's a particular language among a particular kind of guy. There's a whole South Park episode about it. Uh, yeah, but they seem to have taken and the amount of gifts of that episode for people saying that who seem yeah. to not know that episode is making fun of them. Yeah, it's baffling. This is insane. Like I objectively, I think we need to. I know that that some of our uh, compatriots have found issue with calling uh, conservatives groomers because uh, you know it's a, a word of battle mm-hmm. that don't mean anything. But what else am I going to call them after reading this? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I mean, I mean when you go back to the fucking like uh what Roy Moore stuff, you know, like it, it's you, you know, oh god, how many years ago was that at this point? But I was know, 20. They're still during the trumpet, man. Yeah. It, it's there there has been this fucking pedophilia shit going on on the right for so long that, you know, everybody has always acted like that wasn't a big, you know, the conservatives always act like that wasn't a big deal. And then, yeah, you know, because it's, it's, it's a weaponizing to go after queer people because fundamentally that's the issue. That's what they, they hate queer people. That's, that's the end of it. Um, but yeah. Going through these comments has, has kind of blackpilled me a bit on this. Like I, I, I can't, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to call the call it as I see it, right? Like conservatives are are groomers that will defend pedophilia. Yeah, they will. They will. If it if it's they, something they that, that benefits them, or if it mm-hmm. like they 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 will. I 
clearly they're doing it because they the, this is a part of their culture war on trans people. But yeah, when they're like the gall to like do that and then in the same breath congratulate and think that this is a good thing that happened to this poor kid. <sighs> yeah, insane. It's to uh, me. this is this war, is man. I. I cannot say the things that I'm actually thinking about these people um, because <laughs> I will. I, I have made a, a promise to myself that I will not say actionable things on this podcast <laughs> or on Twitter. However, um, oh, you know, you know, there's a lot of interesting, interesting material that you read online about medieval torture. That's all we'll say. That, that there's a lot of very interesting reading material uh, that that Europeans produce that I that. Uh, you know that that yeah. There's some wild shit that they used to do. Uh, I this is so off topic. Uh, no, we probably ahead. need Let's to end it. this, but I'm I I always think about this professor of my, mine explaining a medieval torture slash uh, murder technique that is so horrifically fucked up. Uh, content warning. Okay, now that the warning has been issued, they would get a. <laughs> box of kittens or rats what and bury someone um where like they're they're buried in the ground below the box of kittens or rats or some small animals and you know so that those animals would be panicking and trying to dig out and they would be aware that up is through the chest of the person so they would just like dig up through somebody's chest does this make sense <laughs> it's it i all i'm saying is interesting interesting it's just a fascinating idea it's a fascinating <laughs> i it's a fascinating <laughs> historical factoid that you know it's interesting that's all I'm gonna, it's very very interesting yeah. <laughs> i i you know i it's it's interesting. That's all I'm going to say. It's a very interesting <laughs> facet of, his, of the historical memory. <laughs> the historical that, record. You know, yeah. that, you know, I think it's it's very, I, I think it would be very interesting to read about, you know. I, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how much of this is going to make it in. <laughs> he motioned for me to come in and then pointed towards the front of the room near the fireplace mantle and the TV where I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall, and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. Oh, God. Um, okay, last, last thing before we get out of here. Um, is that uh, you know Finland and Sweden are in NATO, but they fucked but they fucked over the Kurds. They did it. We we knew as it was tradition. coming. Yeah, as tradition. Yeah, no, we knew it was I, coming. Every, everyone was uh, well, not everyone, but a, a lot of uh, people that I follow that are either Democrat, Confederalists, Communalists, those related to Rojava or to the wider sort of like Kurdish project. Uh, we're very upset about this because they threw the Kurds under the bus with this agreement. Um, yeah. And the we're not exactly sure how this is going to look for, for Rahava in the future. It's not good, but it it really, really sucks because we probably will have 
of one of the most successful socialist projects in the last however long is going to mm-hmm. be stamped out by the fascist Turkish state. It yeah, so it it sucks. Um the uh the official like kind of decision is that that Finland and Sweden are going to be recognized the PKK as as a terrorist organization. They are going to uh they're going to cease all help uh aid to the YPG and whatnot. Um, and then Turkey is, is kind of a strong arm in there and they, they might be, uh, trying to find, uh, former Kurdish militants within Sweden or Finland that are there, you know, that have been hiding there as Which refugees there and, and pushing there, there them are, out. There yeah. are a few, there are a few that are uh, quite a few that are, there's quite a few Kurds in Europe, um, which yeah. if, if Turkey gets their way is not going to be good, uh, for them. Yeah. It, uh. It's not good, not good stuff here. Um, it's really bad. I, mean, I, uh, I, I think we, I think we knew it was coming. Obviously, like you know, because yeah, I, but... understandably, Finland and Sweden really do want the defense against what is you know the imperial aggression going on in the east right now. But, but you know, and and they are getting strong armed out of any support for you know again one of the only really you know I, I, at least. One of the one of the most interesting socialist movements going on right now, and it sucks. It it, it sucks. I, I I hope the Kurds survive this. You know, I hope I hope Ro, you know Rojava and whatnot can aren't gonna get crushed, but it it feels like they will be after this. We'll see. I I hope not, but I will. I figured that this was gonna happen as soon as it was announced that Turkey was blocking mm. their entrance. I'm yeah. not gonna hold out for for anything great, but I. I hope that Rojava does continue to live on in some way, um, because I think that it was it. It's not gone yet, so I'm not going to say it was, but it is probably one of the most hopeful things, at least to me, that's happened in contemporary yeah. politics. Um, Agreed. It is something that I think that the left needs to get their head out of their ass and recognize that this what 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 they what what Rojava has done and what the Zapatistas have done should be recognized as true truly trying to build a better world out of the the dying gasps of the of the old. Yeah. Um you know, yeah. they they imagined they imagined a better future and they try and they are trying to implement it. Yeah. Um yeah. And I, I, the idea of that being crushed is heartbreaking to me immensely. Mm-hmm. We'll probably have to do an episode at some point that's a little bit more focused on this. I'll see if I yeah, can wrangle. I would like to. Um, yeah, I'll see if I can wrangle some people that are a little bit more um, on the Not ground, familiar yeah. with with uh, with this. Um, there's a few people that I can I can get in contact to ask if they would like to appear on the show. But keep on keep a lookout that that might be happening in the near future. Yeah. But, however, um, that is our last topic for uh, this episode, which is the episode before we have uh, (laughs) probably one of the best things that we will ever do as a podcast. That's right. The audio book. The official Mammonberg Studios. uh, Our official Mammonberg Studio production of True Allegiance by Ben Shapiro. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a big day. Um, it's 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 gonna be what I, I we'll we'll see how much of it we do uh, for this first installment. But uh, you know, as as time goes on, we may do some more installments. But the yeah, end goal is for us to finish the book. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I I think this is the kind of you know important work that that we do here at Mammonberg for you for our listeners. 
exactly <laughs> this is this is what really we as a as a podcast have building toward this is what we stand for <laughs> everything that happened in this book we we agree with 100 100 this is a solid piece of literature that does that mean such as i do you agree with everything that your character uh brett hawthorne does um i have not read more than the first chapter so i can say yes thus far all he's done is get bullied uh and kind of just be uh flirt poorly which i think are things that you know i can i understand uh all right folks let's uh let's let's get out of here what do you think let's let's uh let's get out of here everybody uh yeah i've been jackal you can follow me at jackaljester on twitter.com um I I'm not doing anything really in particular there right now. I guess I'm going to be prepping for uh for this for true, true allegiance for true allegiance because I'm going to be narrating it. Hell yeah! Um, I've been Josiah. You can follow me at Josiah W Sutton on Twitter.com. Uh, we also had Cryptid Director Phil who has left. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh, we're doing ex- we're doing exciting stuff with this show. Bye. Right. See ya. Because the left is racist, Tucker. The left is racist. 9-11. I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall. Attention, all Memmenberg listeners. Phil needs your help bumming crack off of J.K. Chesterton. Look, dude, you can help him get a fix by slipping a 500 unmarked bills under every New Jersey turnpike overpass near his house. May God bless the cheap paper bag that you put it in. Amen. Because the left is racist, Tucker. The left is racist. And in the years since the atrocities of September 11th, 2001, one ought to have become careful about finding some deeper good in terrorist politics of any kind. Reynolds forthrightly addresses this problem and claims that the scale of the slaughter unleashed by Osama bin Laden makes his acts different in kind from John Brown's. But this does lead one to wonder what Brown might have done if he had jet airliners at his disposal. My stars and gods, President Ronald Reagan, my hero. Is this heaven? Oh, not just heaven, Ruckus. White heaven. You see, there are many different types of people, Ruckus. So God created many separate, but, well, for the most part, equal heavens. You don't say. Personally, I hate black people, Ruckus. That's why I did everything I could to make their lives miserable. Crack? Me. AIDS? Me. Reaganomics? Come on, I'm in the name. And God has rewarded me. And if you teach everyone on earth to love the white man, you too can join us in white heaven. Praise white God. Because the left is racist.